0: hey everyone welcome to the stand up taller podcast with neil berliner and al martin the bartender says
1: i'm sorry we don't serve time travelers a time traveler walks into a bar ah
2: okay is is
1: that is that absurd i love that i get it i get it i get it i get it
3: (laughs) you see that reminds me like i think in the future You know, anybody can get into a comedy club of any intelligence, right? But I think in the future, they're going to do a brain scan and say, all right, you go to the 60 IQ room, you go to the 80 IQ, you go to the the smart room, you go to the Jackie Marley room, because he tells the smart jokes. That
1: is the beauty of it, is trying to be funny for somebody with 150 IQ and a guy with a 60 IQ sitting next to him. You know, the concept of going into a room with 300 completely different people. I mean, even a guy with his wife, they're not even the same. You know, know, it's like somebody saying, did you have a happy childhood? And, like, there is no answer to that question because you never knew what was going on behind the doors of your friends. You just know how crazy your own house was. And it looks like your friends are happy, but you never know. But even compared to your brothers and sisters, when I grew up, I had a completely different family than my brother that was two years younger because you have your parents at a completely different place in their relationship by the time it came to my brother who's 10 years younger he, he you know he was raised in a, in a insane asylum you know and like wh- who do you compare it to a happy childhood compared to who i say the only person i compare it to is me and it's about the same <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, you know, who knows you know oh comedians are depressed they're not depressed they're happy They everybody's so different such bullshit exactly, you know exactly and you get and you make everybody <clears throat> that's the bottom well line. Well, the bottom line. well 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 but, but the, the, it, there's a very smart joke um girl goes to high school prom and next day she sends her mother a text mom the prom was great but now we're at the beach and i'm freaking out i got cum in my hair and her mother sends her back a text, honey. I'm glad the prom was great. Listen, sometimes when you're sucking a guy's cock and he decides he wants to shoot on your face, when they pull their dick out of your mouth, honey, they can't really control where that stuff goes. And sometimes some of it goes in your hair. But just jump in the water, it'll wash right out. And she sends her mother back a text. Mom, thanks for the information, but I meant to type gum. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the greatest joke? That is the that's greatest. That's funny.
3: Joke. <laughs> Remind me of a story. I once had jokes for Lisa Lampanelli for a roast, so I send the jokes. I I e- email them to her uh, manager, but I don't get a response. I was really surprised. And I realized that my auto-type corrected the manager's name from Margaret Margaret to Maggot. So I to, uh, it, 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 uh, "Dear uh, Maggot, please uh, take that, these jokes for
1: Lisa." <laughs> oh, that's fucking I I it, whether it's autocorrect or people dictating <clears> that dictating nobody reads it before they send it and exactly. you get a goddamn text and the word that's garbled is always the word that's the 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 emphasis of of what the person's trying to say and i i'm so pissed off i don't even respond anymore like you know please read it what do you mean by that blah 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 and sometimes it's an insult or it's just You know, if you're going to dictate, at least take the trouble to read what the hell you're sending. I'm a very busy guy. I got a job in (laughs) February. You know, well,
3: I just wish (laughs) the autocorrect people would stop changing "fuck" to "duck" because everybody's saying "fuck you" to everybody it comes out as "duck you."
1: Is is that true? Is that yeah? They 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 change "fuck" to "duck." Yeah, (laughs) I got to remember that. I got a "fuck" for "duck," a "duck" for "fuck." Remember that joke? (laughs) (laughs) Do do you guys remember? You know who Vaughn Meter was? Yeah, yeah. He did the JFK impersonation, right? Right. Vaughn meter sold 12 million records in less than a year. And he was a superstar. And then JFK got assassinated. And a week later, Lenny Bruce had a gig that he had to do. And everybody's like, what the hell are they going to do? What's Lenny going to do? There's no way you can not address it. And Lenny Bruce's opening line was, Vaughn meter is fucked
3: well anyway jackie i got your plugs and the best way to get to jackie's events to buy tickets is to go to his website jokeland.com. now where are you guys where are you guys broadcasting you're in florida we're in
1: florida we're gonna see you down in west palm we're gonna see you when you come down to west palm have you been there it's a great the palm beach kennel club it's a real great place with a real great guy that's running it patrick yeah. where are you guys in florida
3: I'm in Wellington, which is 20 minutes from the airport. If you need me to pick you up, I will
1: get you. My cousin, you my cousin lives in Wellington on DoubleTree. Oh, really? Yes, that's a nice okay. area. Congratulations! Yeah, I love Wellington. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so where are I'm, you, Al? I'm, I'm in Pompano, Pompano oh. Beach, right near Fort Lauderdale and Boca, right in the middle. Now, who's running
1: the, uh, the your comedy clubs? Is For- Gina still there?
2: I got yeah. I got my kids there. And uh, four hundred cameras at each club, so I I check in throughout the day and night. And, uh, no, I
1: just I just knew one of your kids, and somebody told me. What's his her name?
2: Uh, yeah, one is Dina, and one is Melinda. Melinda works in the village, and Dina works at uh, Broadway on Fifty Third.
1: Okay, so Dina's the one I know.
2: Yeah, yes. Dina. Yeah, Dina. yeah.
1: I got a good friend that uh, I I need some help. She's very funny and. Uh, you know, it's such a it's such a crazy maze trying to get on stage. That I need you to tell Dina to put her on. She's very funny. No we'll, we'll take care. You want to we'll we'll tell, tell them us them. her name so we'll know? Publicity. Oh, uh, her name is Roxanne. Um, you know what? I'm not 100% what name she uses on stage. Uh-huh. You're she Jackie okay. uh, no, no, got she
2: my email. Jack, you got my email. Just let me know.
1: Okay. And she's great. She's just a real sweetheart. You know, so many people, so many people take years out of their lives to tend to their aging parents. It's so, it's so tough. I'm not just comics, but everybody, you know, you run into so many people. Yeah. I was, I was out of the loop for three years. You know, my father was dying. My mother was dying, you know, not, not like anybody has a choice, but you know, my parents died so long ago. I need somebody to take care of me. But, uh, so
2: what's the actual date of your show in Palm Beach? Because I definitely want to go there with uh, with Neil and, um, and and any other dates coming up.
3: Well, let me well, read them out. I got a, I got a few dates coming here, Jackie. I got Saturday, the uh, 26th of November at the Brigantine Elks Club that's in Brigantine, New Jersey.
0: And I'm proud the to Palm say Beach
1: that. So, uh, you know Peter Bales? You know him? Yes. Well, Peter Bales and me go down. Peter always opens for me, and that's already sold out. That's supposed to be in really beautiful club it's like uh-huh. a membership club but they opened it up to the public uh-huh. but they opened it to the membership first and it sold out before it got to the public so hopefully we'll be doing that again and again so that's it's called oh, that's the good. brigantine elks club it sounds like i'm working a little joint down the street but I guess no it's no really, it's a
3: big deal As we know it's a big deal Big and fancy then, place. Uh, then you come down to palm beach to the palm beach Kennel club that's friday december night we'll see you there and then i you
1: love that yeah the- it's one one show at eight o'clock and okay. the last time i worked there I had, there was a really, really hot Latin girl opening for me. And I, God damn it, I don't even know her name. Oh, she was so pretty. God, I, I like I like when a, when a sexy, funny girl's on first. You know, people think, oh, you don't want somebody funny first. I love somebody funny first. I just don't want somebody filthy first. You yeah. know, somebody goes up and filthies, filthies, filthies. And a lot of the people aren't funny when they do it. So they break every premise. And, you know, and leave, you know, leave a a pile of toys like the legendary (laughs) wit.
3: Okay, and then the next one is December 29th. That's on a Thursday, 8 p.m. at Uncle Vinny's in Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey.
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, that place is Dino and Jerry. The guys who own it are Dean and Jerry. And Dino is just a great character. He's been good to me for 30 years, whatever it is. And that's a great club. Now, the club's. The clubs are having a rough time. You know, I won't say the name of it, but I did a show. I do shows. Most of my shows are early now because everybody that comes to see me, it's like, you know, 100 years old. You know, Jackie, I've seen you 30 times. Like, well, God, well, I hope you know the jokes better than me. But I did a show at this club at 7 o'clock with Peter Bales. And the lead show, that the 9 o'clock show on a Saturday night, was a show with five or six comics that, had to bring their own audience, uh, whatever that's called. Yeah, what, bring know? a show. Uh, nine o'clock on a Saturday? I mean, are times that bad? <clears> or, <throat> you know, is nobody going out? What's
2: the deal? Well, I mean, if it's that, it, people do, believe it or not, we never would have thought of this 10, 20 years ago uh, that seven o'clock would be good, but there are nights. When our seven o'clock show uh, on the weekend sells out, it's unbelievable. I mean, where did all these people come from?
1: You know, it's... you know, the, the, in the old days, I hated when they put me on at seven o'clock. Like people aren't even done throwing up yet. And uh, but now, you know, seven o'clock is the time. And when you think about it, I'm <clears throat> I'm not ready to go out at nine o'clock or ten o'clock. Well, I don't go out anyway. But uh, but seven o'clock is like. And I did, it's even more ideal than eight o'clock, you know, like uh, it's who knows. And I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with the whole generational thing. And, the, and, you know, people don't go to bars. They don't hang out. They don't talk. They don't tell jokes. You know, I'm not just a dinosaur because the jokes are old. I'm a dinosaur because the whole concept of getting together with a group of people and making each other laugh. They don't do that. If their oh. kids are in a group of people, they're looking at their phones. I'm like. Throw that thing down and say hello, you assholes, you
3: know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, COVID, COVID probably played a role in this too, people not getting together. Yeah, Yeah, they were like that before COVID. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I I live on the beach. COVID didn't help. (laughs) No, no. I live on a beach. There's a little tiny boardwalk right next to my house that goes to the beach. You know, it's just a few feet. And years ago, and I mean a long time ago, like 15 years ago or 10 years ago. I went to walk over to that little boardwalk and it's a beautiful summer day and I'm on my way to go down and go swimming. And there's four or five girls. They must've been like 14, 15 years old, all completely fully dressed on a hot summer day on the other side of the boardwalk. And every one of them had their nose in their phone. They didn't even know the other girls were there. And just the concept of, I mean, just the, the picture of these five girls fully dressed, paying no attention to each other and on their phones with the water there and the sun i'm like the world has come to an end it's It's come to an end i said girls go down go walk around so people can hit on you christ you know we're gonna starve yeah yeah. (laughs) where'd joe biden go he's chasing
3: marilyn monroe he thought you were jackie kennedy
1: (laughs) that was that was a great premise (laughs)
3: was really good. <laughs> don't worry we're liberal too don't worry <laughs> <laughs> well jackie this has been like a fantastic comprehensive deep interview of you guys i'm thrilled about this interview
1: thanks so <clears throat> much we could talk i i love going on and on and on so me and peter bales are doing a, a podcast called stand up memories oh. and they asked me to do this this podcast at this great place they got great cameras and the whole thing guys so rich and he wanted to start Tied In Media. So we're like the lead experimental show or something. And he told me to come and do a podcast. <clears throat> and I like to do these and have people ask me questions because <clears throat> I can answer any question. I got a joke for everything. You know, it, it's it's ideal for me. I do these, you know, all day, every day. But the fact of sitting there and saying, hello, how you doing? I'm Jackie. Let me tell you a story about myself. Like, eh. yeah, So I yeah. said, you know what? Let me get a co-host. So I asked Bales to be my co-host. We did 25 shows before we had a guest, just going over all the horse crap or the things that had happened. We've known each other 42 years. And then we started having guests. And we just started our third season. We got this new thing. We had Joey Cola and his wife. And last week we had Carrie Caravis and her husband. And what an interesting thing to hear it from the other side. You know, we all have our experiences with our other halves when we're in the comedy business or any business, but when they're your guests, it just is a whole different prism. You know, it was such a fun thing. So, I mean, I
0: there's nobody, I
1: nobody, nobody, nobody's watching our show. I don't know how many listeners or viewers you got, but we're on a million different platforms. There's so many choices and so much crap. I don't know how anybody, you know, of course we don't make a penny, but, you know, you you talk and you have fun, and then we had Rory Rosegarten on, my old manager, who managed, manages Ray Romano, and he was great. You know, it's it's fun to do. You know, I, I'm sure you guys are enjoying this. Absolutely, but, it's great. You, you never do it in the, from the same place. <clears throat> we we do ours sitting together. We we might we, do
3: some in <laughs> restaurants, hanging out in restaurants, just, just as an excuse to eat. You know, <clears throat> that,
1: that, and it's a good plug for the restaurant, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez.
2: Yeah, we tried to do it in the studio once, and then the uh, the guy started coughing and phlegming and clearing his throat, and uh, <laughs> we thought maybe during the COVID era that wasn't the greatest idea.
1: Yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> so, so, Al, what's going on at the Broadway Comedy Club? I, I keep telling myself I'm going to call you. I want to do a show there, but uh, <clears throat> I want I was I wanted to do an all jokes show because. Because, I don't know, the comedy, I, the little bit of comedy I see before or after I go on anywhere, Like, like these people that have 30 million hits on TikTok or Twitter.
2: They're not, They're they not have fun. They're not
1: They got it's not, because they've never done it before. It's not their fault. They don't know what, the, you know, and then the people show up, but they don't even know what to expect, you know? Like, it's crazy.
2: Well, they got like five uh, minutes, and... <clears throat> That's sucking wind, you know?
1: Right. I I think jokes will always, always. And then I came up with this concept for <clears throat> a, maybe even an off-Broadway show called The Shit Show, only instead of an I, an asterisk, because that's the only thing that you could still do. <laughs> Believe it or not, shit is the only thing that's not offensive <laughs> because everybody has to shit and everybody has to wipe, whether you're a midget or an Eskimo. Or the Queen of England. And you know, talking about the, the the history of the toilet and how disgusting and diarrhea and all those <laughs> jokes are so funny. And
2: I love it. I love that idea. Let's do it. Let's do it at Broadway Comedy Club late in the afternoon, night, whatever you want to do it. I don't care.
3: The upstairs We're is all full up- of shit, so we love the concept, you know. Exactly.
2: Uh, is, is that upstairs room still there? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I yes, love used do, uh, Jackie used to do a Monday night show up there. Remember, Jackie? I,
1: I, I loved it until the day I showed up one day to do my show, and Al had booked a real estate dinner. So I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't speak to him for three years.
3: Well, he got twenty nine cents more to do that. So I know. you were out the door. You're did I lucky, do
1: that? I forgot, you're lucky. But- you're lucky. I don't do Jew jokes, Al. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just did. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, it's at the point with just the name Al Martin.
2: Yeah, <laughs> let me have it, and I deserve that for that. Hey, <laughs> L-
1: Linda Bell, do you remember Linda Bell? She disappeared. Yes, Linda
2: Bell, I remember her. She, she married, got state. married, then disappeared.
1: I know. God bless her. That's great. That's great. So the club's going. You know, I lost. I had my apartment was literally two minutes from that from your yeah, room. How, anymore or are you still there i I rented that apartment and for an entire year i never went there because of covid a whole year i paid rent for a whole year without stepping in the building and then i just said you know what and then i got rid of it because you didn't know how long covid's gonna last and you still don't we still don't that's such a
2: mess yep absolutely well listen i think this has been a great episode what do you think neil oh my god you came me over the top.
1: Well, listen, like exactly. anytime we can do it anytime, awesome. you know, if, if I don't know how many listeners you got, but I always tell the podcasters, listen, if you get good feedback on this and people have questions, tell them to write you or text you questions that they want you to ask me mm-hmm. because they always have weird things like about specific things from the Stern show or from the oh, jokes yeah, yeah. or whatever. And then just have the list, and then we'll do this again, and awesome. just ask me the stupid questions. You
3: know? Well, we'll definitely have more listeners after this episode because of you, Jack. I really appreciate
1: it. Uh, now, do you guys did I ever send you my my book, my autobiography, or anything like that? I, I
2: got a I got a box from you a few years back with tapes and CDs and books. It was a great but, package.
1: But, yeah, well, my- but it, it, uh, probably it probably wasn't my autobiography came out about five years ago and. Uh, if you read that, you'd have a hundred questions. Okay. Let our audience know where they can get the book. Well, no, you just send me. Somebody text me your street addresses.
2: And, uh, uh thanks, Jack. it okay. be
1: thanks. my pleasure to send them. You know, because yeah. it's fun. It's no, fun.
2: I want to let our audience know where they can get the book. Oh, a, you know,
1: you know, it's on Amazon. It's called "The Joke Man Bow to Stern," and I got a huge bump in sales a couple of years ago. And my publisher called up and said. What show did you go on? Did you go on like Jimmy Fallon or something? You, you got his crazy bump in sales. What happened was Howard Howard Stern never mentioned my book, of course. And so his listeners had no idea that I had an autobiography out. And then Howard put out a book. And if you go to buy a book on Amazon, when you're about to pay, underneath it says people that bought this book also bought this book. And there was my book right underneath it. And they oh. already had that. They had their mouse. They had the credit card just with one more click. Oh. And another $14.99. They got my book, too. And oh, I, wow. I, I think Howard would hang himself if he knew how much he helped
2: me. I mean, you
3: know, because a funny. zillion
1: a zillion people bought his book and a whole bunch just said, what the hell? I'll take that one, too, you know?
3: You want to hear a similar <laughs> story to your story? Sure. When the, when the Young Rascals had good lovin', it came out as a 45, right? It hits number right. one. And on the flip side was the song Mustang Sally. So the guy who wrote Mustang Sally was like forever indebted to Felix and the Rascals. He was kissing him on the cheek. He came up to Felix, yeah. kissed him. He goes, what are you kissing me for? He goes, you don't understand. You put Mustang Sally on the back of good Lovin'. It made my whole life, my whole
1: career. There's so many stories like that. <clears throat> there was a, There's a great book by this about this, this music business. And the first half of it is about Lieber and Stoller, the guys that wrote Hound Dog in Kansas City. And all those great, great drifter songs and coaster songs. And there was a guy named B-Side Schwartz or something, because every single that Elvis put out, they put one of his songs on the back because it didn't matter what was on the back. Exactly. nobody was right. going to play right. it. And I think yeah. he actually, by accident, he had one hit. But Elvis, you know, had. 30 number one singles, and so this guy, you know, you get the same royalty from the other side, which is just yeah. ridiculous, you know. Exactly.
3: So this reminds, this this tells me about the next time we're going to have you on. I want to talk about your music career next time, because you, st- I know you started out in rock music, and they even played some of your stuff on The Stern Show, so next time, maybe we can get, we can get into that.
1: Okay, John? I, I would love that, because uh, in 2008, for whatever reason, I just wrote this song. Uh, which was it's the greatest song in the world about smoking pot and i went and recorded it with the guys from the les paul band because i became very very good friends with les paul the guitar icon and i used to go on stage at the iridium and do jokes and we we had great time and i got to be friends with the guys and i said we got to record this song so that we recorded the song and after we're done they said jackie you're so much fun have you got any other songs and I had all the songs I wrote in 1975 and 76. So I made a whole CD. I got a whole CD. I'll send it to you. It's a, And it really isn't bad. They're great songs. They're ridiculous. They're Jackie songs, you know, and they don't fit into any genre. You know, a little love song, a little dick song, you know. But uh,
2: Let's have our I, I, people contact <clears throat> Jackie's people to get that.
1: <laughs> I will send, you know, all those songs, they're all digital. I'll send them to you. Accord. The song, the song. I'm I'm smoking pot. I got my dick out, and I'm thinking about you. Once you hear it, you'll you'll lose your mind. And the story of that is a good enough reason just to come on the show again. Well, there was one song on,
3: they played on Stern a lot. One song was kind of a ballad, I think, of yours. They goofed on that, I think. Yeah,
1: Remember? to whom it may concern. Which yeah 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 yeah, which, which is a great. If you take any love song, right, right. any song by whoever, and play one phrase. And then make fun of it. Of course, you know, any any line, take one verse. Of course, it's schlocky. And of course, it's weird. And, you know, and and of course, you know, they've never had their heart broken. They've never had any soul, any of those guys. So, that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, that I, part... I, I, I I reveled in it. I loved it. Make fun of all you want. It was a great song. You know, I still remember... love the girl. I still love the girl, you know.
2: Well, on that note, for uh, the one and only Jackie Martling, uh, you can check out his dates on jackiemartling.com. For Richie Minervini, Peter Bales, the late Rodney Dangerfield, our producer and comic Grant Moore, Jason Scoop, Neil Berliner, and myself, Al Martin. We're going to see oh. everybody in a couple of weeks. We'll see wait, you in Florida, Jackie. Final
1: thing I left out.
2: Yeah. Oh, I,
1: I finally jumped on. Uh, TikTok, and that's a whole long story how I wound up doing that. But just as of as of a week ago, one of my jokes on TikTok passed a million views.
2: Wow! Uh, wow. You don't
1: get anything for it. But my TikTok is TikTok.com/slash/at Jackie Martling. I'm not sure why it's set up like that, but it's TikTok.com/slash/at Jackie Martling. And if you're too dumb to remember that, I'm on Twitter as as Jackie Martling. And I got all kinds of links. And, it, and, and you got to be clean. It's like terrestrial radio, like the old Stern Show days where we couldn't be dirty. So we had to dance around it. But it's amazing how filthy you can be and dance around it. You know, it's a very, very, very dirty joke. And the punchline was well. so filthy. And I changed it to my boyfriend doesn't want to get any poop on his rocket. <laughs> Bam. Well, I will leave you with that. Th- thank you, Al. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Grant. Take thank, care, you. thank you so much, Jackie. Take care.
3: See you
0: in pre-
1: Send me your addresses. We will. Oh, you know. Thanks.
3: <laughs> bye bye. Wow. Wow. Wow.
2: Oh, wow. Awesome. That, that was a-, a great show.
3: Oh, this is like, I'm telling you, I've heard Jackie Marling interviews before. I got to say, this was fantastic. What an insight into the guy, right?
0: That was you know? awesome.
3: Unreal. But that we have something now to finish the show. Interesting, Interestingly enough, our producer, Grant Moore, was interviewed for a job recently. Because, you know, up-and-coming comedians, they need to work during the day. They got to make some money doing something else. So, Grant, why don't you tell us what happened to you about a week ago? Uh, so, I've,
0: I've tried to apply to a bunch of odd jobs. But uh, the, the two main weird ones is one was at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Factory as a mascot. And that required one year of previous experience, which I did not have. Um, but then the the other job, uh, which it looks like I'm, I might have secured, uh, is uh, as an axe throwing instructor. So teaching Axe people throwing a, instructor? Yeah, so it's a bar. Have done this before? <laughs> well, that's the funny part is that that is no prior experience needed. No prior experience with throwing an axe? Not a a lick. So if you want to be a shrimp outside of Bubblegum Shrimp Factory, you need at least an associate's in mascotting. But uh, to throw an axe, you (laughs) don't need – they just need to show you a couple times. So where do they place this ad? Like in
3: prisons where people throw axes at people? Or Midwest where you're from? I mean, you're in Brooklyn now, right? Yeah, yeah. You live in the Midwest all your life. Then you come to Brooklyn, and now you get a job throwing an axe? That's incredible.
0: I mean, my usually when I'm throwing axes before, I'm outside in the woods and I'm a little into- intoxicated, but now I'm inside of a Williamsburg warehouse and I'm <laughs> a little intoxicated, so. So you well, got
2: the,
0: the, okay. Neil and I are both from
2: Brooklyn, and the part of Brooklyn we're from probably would have been more for axe throwing than the part of Brooklyn you're in, right? <laughs> right, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: so, yeah. Guys
2: are fun. Anyway, well, what, what a day.
3: All right, so... Uh, Take it easy, guys.